0: hours to Christmas vacation. (laughs) I wish mine was exciting as National Lampoon's Christmas vacation, but it's not. And actually, this is kind of funny. I accidentally took off my days based on an Airbnb that I've booked near my brother's because I'm taking Penny with me. And so we're staying in an Airbnb near my brother's house this year. And because of that... I thought I was getting into the Airbnb on Tuesday. Instead, it's not until Wednesday. So I end up having Tuesday night off, which actually is okay. I'll get a chance to sleep and reset, pack the car, and drive in the daylight after a full night of sleep, uh, as opposed to what I normally do, which is sleep for two hours and then get up and get on the road. So it'll be all right. Looking forward to it, Um, using every last one of my days off, that's for sure, but I would expect you to do the same. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Later this hour, your candidates for TD of the week were live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Do you need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. You can find me on Twitter, aLaw Radio. There's photos. There's a poll. You've got the video, which shows you the last couple hours. The number of M&Ms in the Christmas Mason jar. You've just got a few hours left to guess, actually. And then Jay is cutting you off. Uh, and then also on our Facebook page, too, uh, Try we we finally fixed it. <laughs> Initially, when we put the pictures up, my head was cut off or something like that. Uh, and so now I think we've fixed it. And you'll understand why it is that I'm wearing a Packers jersey. It was a really sweet Christmas gift, a really sweet gift, and uh, one of the best gifts I received this year, Packers were playing on Monday Night Football against the Los Angeles Rams, and that's where we begin.
1: Murray back to throw, and it is. Is it lost? Oh, my goodness, it's Boston! DeAndre Hopkins caught it! Back from under center, steps back, throws the fake. Cooper cup got it! Touchdown, LA! Burrow back to throw, looking, firing deep Go. for Chase in the end zone. Oh, He's yeah. got it! Yes! yes. Touchdown! Yeah. Joe Burrow and the Bengals!
2: Mahomes fires for the end
1: zone, caught! Touchdown, Kansas City! And off to Eckler again, no, Herbert
3: keeps it, end zone, touchdown! Chargers!
1: Herbert with his second of the day. Here's the snap, Josh going to keep it
4: himself and run it again inside the five, into the end zone, touchdown Buffalo! Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run, the Bills respond and then some.
1: It's time for QB News on After Hours.
0: We wrapped up Week 15 in... Sub-freezing temperatures, about 17, 18 degrees at Lambeau Field. And the Packers knew exactly what they had to do. In order to beat the Rams, they needed to run the ball. And run the ball they did, 138 yards on the ground. Aaron Jones with a receiving touchdown. And then A.J. Dillon with a pair of rushing TDs. And they dominated time of possession nearly 15 minutes more than the Rams. That's how you win in the cold. That's how you keep the ball away from your opponent, even if you're not worried about their offense. Fact is, it's cold there. (laughs) And if you can keep the ball away from your opponent for long chunks of time, well, then it's harder for them to step right back on the field and get warmed up and find that rhythm, which never really happened. One touchdown allowed by the Packers against the Rams. And here are the Packers with back-to-back wins and... They're playing better in this recent stretch, so they need help to get into the playoffs, but at least they're playing meaningful games in December.
2: Hey. You win a game, you, vibes are pretty good, and uh, we've just been practicing a little bit better. Energy's been a little bit better, and it's hard to put uh, your finger on it. Um, but we played a couple teams we should have beat, so... That being said, it's still tough to win in the league. And I've, I said it earlier, I think we can beat anybody. We can also lose to anybody. Um, but when you win a couple in a row, it starts giving you some confidence. Now we're playing against some better football teams down the stretch that uh, that we can go to Miami and win.
0: His wide receiver group has come a long way. And, of course, Alan Lazard is one of his favorites. Uh, long tenure there in Green Bay. We know about his relationship with Randall Cobb. But he's got some newbies, some guys that – He's trying to coach and trying to, to get on the same page with, and it was better. It's been it's been better for Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and that receiving core. As much as I still think their best option is to run the ball, that receiving core is showing their abilities and talents. Right.
2: Christian obviously has incredible speed. Romeo is a real uh, quick twitch guy. Kabi has the savvy. Uh, to work uh, in the slot, and Allen does everything, you know, does everything well. He's a good route runner, catches the ball in his hands, he's a great blocker. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's a good, really good set of guys.
0: However, Christian Watson, the rookie, did fail to understand the play, know the play. He didn't look back for a ball that came his way with two minutes to go third and two on the four yard line it would have been a sure touchdown so Aaron Rodgers couldn't resist a little trolling
2: hey. you want to catch touchdowns you run the right routes <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was picked up by ESPN so we appreciate them sharing that audio with us yes Packers are in line though they do need some help because the Lions are ahead of them with a seven and seven mark we also know the Seahawks are ahead of them as well with a 7-7 mark. They're going to need some teams to drop to get into the playoffs for a fourth straight season. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. As for Baker Mayfield, first start with the Rams, and there were only 111 passing yards, but 156 total yards for the Rams. It was definitely hit or miss, and he was under duress a lot. Five sacks, another nine hits. He threw an interception. This wasn't the way that they ended up in week 14.
3: Obviously not good enough. We didn't win. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of stuff out there. I think we're going to look at the tape and see how close we were on a few of those plays that uh, really would have been game-changing plays. Um, early on, I don't, I don't think uh, – I was more frustrated with how I played early on. I think there were some plays that – just easy checkdowns when they were playing, that soft coverage that uh, we got to later. But um, – I think I could have made a few places just to stay on track earlier in the game um but yeah, I think we'll be frustrated with with how close we were um yeah, just it's just one of those games where not a whole lot was going our way, definitely a lot a lot more comfortable uh coming into this week, just timing wise preparation wise and uh there were a few things that just game playing wise that you know it'll be little stuff on the tape uh but you know made strides, made progress today, we didn't have the outcome we wanted um. Uh, Missed a lot of opportunities, but uh, yeah, I felt definitely a lot more comfortable, you know, this being the the first full week.
0: The Rams will be home on Christmas Day against the Denver Broncos, so Denver gets to be out of the cold of the Mile High City at Los Angeles for Christmas, however, the Rams are officially eliminated from playoff contention and the Broncos uh, are clinging to life support when it comes to their playoff hopes. It's definitely not what the Rams expected, but if you think about the number of injuries they've had, their top two quarterbacks, only one offensive lineman has started every single game. Cam Akers was in and out. Cooper Cup, he's the reigning MVP. He's out. And so the Super Bowl champions, this is tough. It's tough to try to put it together with duct tape. There is some speculation now that maybe... Sean McVay will reconsider his future. Remember, he and Les Snead signed extensions after the speculation that he would walk away from coaching and they would work in broadcasting and he would be good at it. That voice is recognizable to be sure. Run it back! <laughs> Run it back! He said nothing like that and I would expect nothing less. If he even spoke about his future with three games to go, th- that would be doing his team and his job a disservice. So of course nothing like that to this point. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. Tom Brady, he's coming off another painful loss, but I'll give him credit in preparation for his broadcasting gig whenever he does retire. He shows up for his podcast every Monday come hell or high water, even though, in my opinion, this is rock bottom for the Bucks after coughing up a 17-point lead, four consecutive turnovers in the second half against Cincinnati, and losing at home. Hey.
4: Man, losing sucks. It's just the reality. There's not a lot of explanation. Unfortunately, I've had to do, you know, too, many, too much of that this year. So just learning from it and trying to be better. And obviously woke up at 3 a.m. this morning just trying to figure out, you know, I just had some real sh- plays yesterday at the end of the day. So you can't win when the quarterback turns it over four times. And that's on me. So that's how I feel.
0: Did you notice at the beginning you sounded a little bit like me? We sounded the same. <laughs> little raspy voice, little... A little messy. Maybe that's... Maybe I have whatever Tom Brady has.
4: Man, losing sucks.
0: (laughs) He just doesn't sleep right now. So then why are you still playing? If losing sucks and the team is below 500 and it's been more losing than winning this season, people have been asking the question, why don't you retire?
4: You would think, oh, well, why is he still playing? Because all you want to do is win and that's all sports should be about is winning. And I agree, it should be about winning. But it's also... I'm looking at like, no, what am I learning? What am I learning from, you know, putting a similar amount of energy in over the last couple of years and not winning? What is that teaching me? You know, why should we feel like we're just entitled to win all the time? We're not. That's not what life's about. You know, and I think anyone who's gone through life and struggles at their job or struggles in other aspects of life, when you do put effort and energy into it, you know, what are you learning from that as opposed to, you know, why is that happening to you and for you? you know why why you're not a victim of that we're not a victim of losing games the sun came up today we got something to do about it we woke up we have a chance why you know this is not the time to you know feel sorry for yourself so get up go into work and make it better and improve it
0: oh i love that you can love or hate tom brady but he's got the right perspective i love that no feeling sorry for yourself you had it great for nearly 20 years, and you won a Super Bowl ring in Tampa. There's no pity party here. The sun came up, it's football. Get your ass out of bed, go to work, and make it better. Oh, that's right. Let's go. Well, and that's the name of his podcast on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Also in the NFC South. Now, you've got the Bucks at six and eight. Every other team in the South Division is five and nine which means if the Buccaneers continue to stumble, well, now they're susceptible. So the Panthers, they lost this week, so kind of dashed their playoff hopes a little bit, or lost last week, excuse me, kind of dashed their playoff hopes a little bit against the Steelers. Is Steve Wilkes ready to make a quarterback change because he's been going with Sam Darnold to this point?
2: He and I spoke this morning. He realized that he needs to get it out there a little quicker. Um, but also, I thought he made some great throws, stepping up in the pocket, buying time, keeping his eyes down the field. And then also, is continuing the conversation that, you know, don't be afraid to uh, take off and use your legs and run and get the first down. So, uh, I felt he did some g- good things. You know, we got to do a much better job of protecting uh, to give him more time in the pocket. And yes, he will be the starter uh, this week.
0: The long answer to say yes, in fact... Sam Darnold will continue as the guy under center. And Coach Wilkes mentions they are hosting Detroit on Sunday. One of the hottest teams in the NFL with six wins in their last seven. They are back to 500. No quarterback questions there. Also in the NFC South, you have the Atlanta Falcons on the road at Baltimore. Now, both these teams are desperate for a win. The Falcons lose to the Saints last week, so a divisional game in Week 15. But now they've got a challenge ahead of them. In Baltimore, where of course it's outdoors, it's likely to be cold, and the Ravens know that this is desperation time. They're in desperation mode. Offense was really hard to come by uh, this past week against the Browns. They combined for 16 points. So the question was posed to John Harbaugh: Will Lamar Jackson return this week? Hey!
2: There's probably a couple other injury questions coming up, and I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna climb behind the. Uh... The barricade of it's probably not the time to put a lot of information out there on our injuries just for competitive purposes. So um, we're just going to let that let that develop and see where we go with it and uh, not try to, you know, walk the tightrope of what we say.
0: In other words, we're on a need to know basis and you don't yet need to know. Yes, Baltimore hosting Atlanta week 16 kicks off with the Jacksonville Jagu- uh, Jaguars, excuse me, the AFC South. They even missed my conversation with J.P. Shadrick last hour. It was really cool to talk to him about the excitement and the buzz around the Jaguars, who've won three of four and are poised if the Titans don't take care of their business. So Jacksonville's got a critical game at the New York Jets coming up on Thursday. So that's how we kick off Week 16. And Travis Etienne, the running back for the Jaguars, points at his quarterback, and and believe that he is elevating his game now.
2: Hey. You see him out there just making plays, just being a playmaker, and uh, I just love he got that swagger back about himself. And uh, just, 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 I'm excited to see it continue to grow as he get more comfortable in the offense, keep learning the game, and just keep filling the NFL out. Uh, he's going to be something special. We're
0: definitely seeing more of the Clemson Trevor Lawrence, the guy who was large and in charge. And everybody believed would always come up with the big throw or make the big play. And he definitely did that, though. There was that fumble with 90 seconds to go. Just the look on his face, he thought it was over, too, against the Cowboys. It was the defense that bailed him out, not once, but twice. If you missed that conversation with J.P., it's on our podcast, After Hours, amylawrence.com. As for the New York Jets, who will be the starting quarterback on Sunday, Robert Sala? Is it Mike White or Zach Wilson?
2: We'll get the clearance first. That's something I've got to talk to the offensive staff about. Uh, If he's – we'll we'll see what happens. I'm I'm not prepared to to answer that one.
0: My favorite comment from Robert Sala on Monday had to do with instant coffee. (laughs) Maybe we'll find it, but I can essentially summarize. And this is this is why it stood out to me. Number one, because I love coffee. Number two, because I just made mocha cinnamon blondies and cooked with instant coffee granules for the first time ever. I've never done that. I baked with instant coffee grounds. Well, not brewed, but granules. So before they were brewed. And I was really proud of myself because they mix so well with my blondies and there was actually a mocha flavor to them. Producer Jay can attest to that.
5: I'm a fan. I'm
0: a really fan of coffee. Me too. We have that in common. And so Robert Sala makes that reference. We live in an instant coffee world, where everybody wants results immediately and isn't isn't content or satisfied or patient enough to wait for a player, in this case quarterback Zach Wilson, to develop.
2: Hey. He is just nitpicked with the uh, and just with a fine tooth comb everything that he does and. Uh, and it's, it's rightfully so. I mean, it is what it is. But, uh, um, you know, he did a lot of really good things. And and so we're going to try our best to focus on the things that he did good and uh, make sure that we, we, we kind of bring that to life.
0: Well, I could be wrong, but I think he led two scoring drives late in the game, including, and he had two touchdown passes to CJ Uzama. But the one uh, that was in the fourth quarter, about four minutes to go, I believe, was right on the goal line. So he did play better in the second half. The first half was fairly abysmal, Um, but he's just coming back off of a hiatus. It's tough, right? Because he's damned if he does, he's damned if he doesn't. So I understand um, that Robert Sala is defending his guy. Some quarterbacks need more development. And if you throw in the towel, you never know what you might've had. That's the point of a rookie contract. That's the point of having first rounders get four years with an option for a fifth for the team I hope that the Jets stick with him and see what they can make uh, with this kid as their QB. And I I believe he's been humbled as well. It's fairly obvious that he uh, has. Well, he's determined that he's not going to be proud and and rude and snarky. I got the press conferences. Yeah, he's he's now taking responsibility, which is what he needs to do as the leader of this team. In the NFC East, Ron Rivera fielding questions about Taylor Heineke and how they can help him consistently move the ball on offense.
2: The thing that we have to also, when we game plan, understand is what his strengths are. And let's play to that. Let's continue to play to that strength. There's some things that he's not going to be able to do that he doesn't do as well as other guys. And that's what we've tried to do. And, you know, again, making sure that we don't get behind a change is one of the things that, that has helped him. When the chains are in a positive mode for him, those little things that he does, they become real good things for us. But when we're behind him, those little things he does aren't quite as, 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 as beneficial.
0: Ron Rivera knows that they have to put Taylor in better positions, and I, I'm glad that he will speak up and say, hey, we've got to figure out what we can do to play to his strengths. That's Ron Rivera with J.P. Finley, long-time washington insider and there's more with ron rivera does carson wentz being healthy now give him options make him think about a change
2: going into the second half scoring early moving the ball the the way we did it it was it would have been hard for me to 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 make a change right there i mean i have to if that went differently could you have thought about it yes if it had but, you know, again, it didn't, so, right. so it never crossed my mind. Once we got that score, I always felt, okay, here we go, here it comes. That was the best drive of the game. Yeah, but but you're, you're thinking, here we go, and, and this is what we got to do, and let's continue with this.
0: Washington is still a playoff team at this point. 7-6-1 record keeps them ahead of the Lions and the Seahawks in the NFC wildcard race. Um, and this week, Washington has got a game against, don't tell me, Washington has got a game against, oh, oh, dear, San Francisco. Okay, that's a tall order on the road in the Bay Area. That's where they'll spend their Christmas Eve. Top of the NFC beast, you've got the Eagles and the Cowboys, who are both playoff teams. Though Jalen Hurts may not play this weekend, this is... uh, rumblings now coming out of Philadelphia. He sprained his right shoulder, his throwing shoulder against the Bears and so right now he may not be available for Saturday at the Cowboys which of course would be a big blow for the NFL broadcast partners because that's expected to be one of the premier games when you think about the two teams who've already clinched the playoffs. Though so in the case of the Eagles, it's not pressing. Even if they lose this game, they still have the nose in front for the top seed in the NFC. An extended version of QB News. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on the show. As I say, all of our podcasting, all of our interviews podcasted separately, uh, available on our website, AfterHoursAmyLawrence.com. You've got photos and such up on both Twitter and Facebook and just about 90 minutes to go to register your guesses For the After Hours Christmas Mason M&M jar. Uh, I don't know. Should we throw in the M&M's? If they win, we can also send them the M&M's.
1: That's my whole incentive behind counting them, I thought.
0: That's your incentive? Not to give away After Hours swag? Not because you want to be uh, equal partner in the show?
1: To count them three times over? I'm going to eat a couple of those M&M's.
0: Only after you count them, correct? Correct. I just want to clarify.
1: After I count them three times over, yeah. when I'm
0: gone, the rest of the week, this is what Jay's going to be doing every night: counting M and That's it. That's that's his number one job the rest of the week. Oh, I wish. <laughs> All right, coming up, we've got one nation that has declared a national holiday over sports. I kind of feel like we should follow their lead. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio.
1: You are listening to the After Hours podcast. <laughs> Latora Martinez is going to get to that one, knocked it down for Messi. Into the middle, Fernandez. Latora Martinez! and Messi! Cleared away! Did it cross the line? Did it cross the line? Yes, it did! Argentina has the lead! This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence.
0: Finally, the relief. The release. Lionel Messi and Argentina win the World Cup. And you've probably seen the photos. It reminded me so much of Alex Ovechkin with the, uh, the Washington Capitals when they finally lifted that 100-pound gorilla off their backs. And they were able to celebrate and know that all of the struggle, all of the pain, all of the failure, it was worth it. But it wasn't just for Messi. It was for the entire nation of Argentina – who has declared it a national holiday in honor of the Argentines winning the World Cup. They'll celebrate their triumph Tuesday in Buenos Aires. And there, there were people who were greeting the plane. They got home in the early hours of Tuesday, so after midnight on Monday, on a state airline flight, and there were thousands of fans at the airport. This isn't just about Messi. There are other players on this team that have dedicated years and years and have suffered through the failure and the futility uh, only to have it finally culminate in this incredible moment. And, man, against France, having to win it not just once but twice and then go into penalty kicks. Blood, sweat, tears poured into this. So here you can listen to the – this is the Argentine call – of the World Cup? Spanish language call of the World Cup? Oh, it's Telemundo. Got you. Okay. Montiel!
1: <laughs> mundo Argentina campeón del mundo
0: there is something
1: Argentina es campeón del mundo el cielo lo hizo Moreno lo hizo Cuchufo lo hizo Intata lo hizo Luque Lo hicieron ustedes jugadores que se ganaron el cielo Argentina campeón del mundo, Messi campeón del mundo, no podía ser de otra manera sino sin Argentina, la selección argentina de Lionel Scaloni es campeón del mundo, Argentina,
0: Argentina campeón del mundo, all right, there was sobbing there on Telemundo. Before that, the call on Fox Sports. And, yes, it was one heck of a finish, saving the best for last there. Uh, and actually, the World Cup had as much drama as what we saw in Week 15 in the NFL, right? I mean, there was so many twists and turns just to this final alone. But even the games leading up to it, the knockout stage, having an African nation reach the Final Four for the first time. So we had a Cinderella, if you will, to borrow from March Madness. Yeah, pretty amazing. France was the defending champion. And goalie Hugo Llori spoke to Fox Soccer about this painful result.
5: It was like a kind of boxing game, you know. Um, I think both teams never gave up in that final. Um, we showed a lot of resilience, we showed a lot of uh mental uh in in our performance. The only thing we can have some regret uh about our first half um, because uh being 2 nil down uh it made it made the game very difficult for us. But we came back. Uh we stayed strong, we never gave up and uh twice we came back, you know, even at 3-2 down uh and at 3-3 we have we have two big chances you know but it's football and uh, when uh, he doesn't want to go in your in your side you know uh, you have to accept and uh, think about yourself and uh, and keep walking and come back stronger
0: now see that's kind of what we heard from Tom Brady you're feeling sorry for yourself you figure it out you let it stew you let the failure stew and then you decide you know what we're going to come back stronger. So it's a incredible World Cup. I know it was odd to have it in November and then on into December. Uh, but I found that my family was really into it. Friends of mine in New Jersey really into it. We enjoyed talking to Jesse Bradley, former pro goalie, about the U.S. And then if you missed it, we actually recorded a video uh, before the final between Argentina and France. Uh, And then Jesse and his producer shared it on social, and and we did the same. So I was in studio. He convinced me to be on camera and to do a video, though we played the audio version of the interview here on the show uh, late last week. But there is a video version out there as well, and we're so grateful to him because he appeared on the show four times over the last month, and it was was awesome to get his insight and also his enthusiasm, his excitement in Seattle uh, where it is a soccer hotbed. Next stop is North America. The United States being the primary host of the 2026 World Cup, and there will be games in both Mexico and Canada, but I've heard from a lot of people that they're already anticipating uh, how the US might be able to build on reaching the knockout stages. very young team, obviously, only one guy who'd ever uh, played in the World Cup before. Jesse brought up the question of whether or not Greg Berhalter remains the coach or if they look for someone new. So we'll see uh, what decisions are made moving forward. But now qualifying three and a half years until the next World Cup. It may not be crying on the radio or crying on TV passion for most Americans, but it is that way around the world Having traveled, especially in Hispanic countries, in Africa, having traveled to places where soccer is it. I understand it. And I'm glad I've seen that passion, heard that passion. Congratulations to Argentina. Tears and all, baby. Argentina, campeón del mundo. Messi, campeón del mundo. No podía ser de otra manera sino sin sufrir. Su- 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 <laughs> ah, yes.
1: Seat. <laughs> you are listening to the After Hours Podcast. It's a Touchdown Tuesday on After Hours. Firing for the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Touchdown! Takes it himself to the power! Touchdown! One man to beat 10 He's gone! They throw the end zone! Caught! Touchdown! Down. Hey, the guy misses He's inside the 5. He's to the 3 to one Top the Center's salting into the end zone. Touchdown! To cast your vote for the TD of the Week, head to at CBS on Twitter or give us a call at 855-212-4227. The Kansas City Chiefs. Three receivers in a triangle on the left side. Mahomes. Hands it off to McKinnon, trying to dart left. 25-20, downfield block, 10-5, touchdown, Kansas City. Terrific run by Jarek McKinnon to win the game in overtime on a 26-yard run. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won the AFC West for a seventh consecutive year that's second all-time in national football league history in division dominance and they join the 79 rams in winning the west for a seventh consecutive time the detroit lions fourth and about a foot for the lions just shy of midfield golf up under center justin jackson alone back golf's gonna throw it Back and looking. Throws wide open left side. Brock Wright with it. To the 30. Brock Wright 25. Brock Wright 20. Comes back in the 10. To the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Oh my. 51 yards. Goff to Brock Wright. And the Lions are back in front. Oh baby, how big is that? The Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: Third and three from their 47. Trips to the right. Elliott now the running back in place of Pollard. Shotgun for Prescott. He drops to throw. Looking, looking. Fires middle of the field, and that ball is picked off.
1: It is picked off by Rayshon Jenkins. He's running it back along the right sideline. That is going to be a touchdown. That is going to be a touchdown. The Jags are going to win it on a Sean Jenkins pick six. Are you kidding me? How good is that? The Las
4: Vegas Raiders. Raiders only have three up by the line of scrimmage. Mac Jones hands it off on a draw to Ramondre Stevenson. Breaks out of a tackle at the 50. Has the 45. Breaks away from another tackle. Pitches it backwards.
1: And now Jacoby Myers spinning around. He throws it to Chandler Jones in midfield. And a stiff arm. Chandler Jones racing towards the end zone. It scores! Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe what I just saw. Again. I can't believe what I just saw. This is unbelievable. (laughs) Wow. On the first night of Hanukkah, it's a
0: miracle in Las Vegas. Well, it was something. Definitely a miracle for the Raiders. I'm not sure what it was for the New England Patriots. There are people calling that the most bonehead play they've ever seen in the NFL. I mean, we tend to use hyperbole when we need to emphasize a point, but it definitely was a, a freakout by Jacoby Myers. Those are your candidates for TD of the week. So you've heard them a bunch. We've played them over the course of the last two shows just because it's fun when we hear play-by-play announcers have cracking voices. That's how you know it's a big deal. Their voices are cracking. So first... Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Radio. Jarek McKinnon takes the handoff, and in overtime, he gone. And the Chiefs are able to sidestep an upset by the Houston Texans. Dan Miller on Lions Radio. Brock Wright. I don't know if he's the slowest guy on the team. I just know he's not Tyreek Hill fast. And somehow he gets all the way through the Jets defense. Barely getting touched. If he was touched at all. Maybe somebody breathed on him. That's about it. Uh, but Brock Wright going 51 yards. And the Lions are now back to 500, having won six of seven. Frank Frangie on Jaguars radio. Sean Jenkins with a pick six to the house to stun the Dallas Cowboys, but also to give the Jaguars and their fans playoff hope. It's burning. The flame is burning. And we spoke with J.P. Shadrick, who's a senior reporter for the Jaguars, earlier in the show because there's a lot of Duval fever coming out of Jacksonville. And then finally, Jason Horowitz and Raiders Radio. I don't know what that was, but it was a touchdown for Chandler Jones. (laughs) It was a walk-off for the former Patriot against New England, against Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels on the other side now. Right? Long-time member of the Patriots coaching staff. And the Raiders also keep their playoff hopes alive while dealing a painful blow to New England. They're no longer in charge of their own fate, uh, the way they faded to the bottom of the AFC East. Though there's still a chance. It's just that the AFC is a tougher road because of the number of teams that are jammed in. The AFC is thick around the middle. So you can vote. For the TD of the week, we've got the poll up on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS. I've just retweeted it, so it's out there as well. Uh, And then also on our Facebook page. It's, uh, (laughs) It's amazing. That's one word for it. But it's so evident as well how many more people are fired up and involved and are finding us on social media in the wake of what was a football weekend that had no... Results, no results week 15, in which a team won by more than 12 points. Do you know that last night's Packers-Rams game, 24-12, was the largest margin of victory of any game in the NFL this weekend? I couldn't believe it when I heard it on Westwood 1. I think Kevin Harlan said it on the broadcast after the game was done. No team won by more than 12 points in week 15. And we've given you just a sample. There are obviously other touchdowns and other moments. The Dawson Knox TD for the Bills in the fourth quarter. Trying to think of some of the other ones that I would have chosen. Oh, the Vikings, Dalvin Cook going 64 yards as well. We had a lot of big moments. You can tell the pressure is ratcheted up. In the NFL, and they start again in just a couple of days. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, again, you can check out that poll. Our Monday mortification poll, I think, is just ending now. It's fun how we do that. Uh, so yeah, check it out. And then I had no idea this was happening. I really didn't, but I'm tickled. This is <laughs> this is really cool. On t- uh, Monday afternoon. I had been thinking about how do I want to share the photos of me in my Leroy Butler jersey because the Hall of Famer, the Packers Hall of Famer, sent me a jersey in September. And I was waiting initially for them to win a game, <laughs> so they went through a was it a 5 game winning streak, and then I finally shared it on our YouTube channel. I was actually wearing it for a holiday version of ask me anything. But I also wanted to share a photo uh, so that I could tag Leroy on Twitter and, and also on Facebook uh, because I know we have a lot of Packers fans out there. This was one of the coolest gifts I received in 2022. He is thoughtful and generous and kind and funny and really authentic. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer who waited a long time to hear his name called, a long time for that celebration, that bust, that gold jacket, and... He is going to celebrate it, too. There's no one that should or could possibly rain on his parade. There's no mitigating his enthusiasm. And so it's always cool to have him on the show. But when I met him in Green Bay, going back to September, he offered, I'm going to send you a Hall of Fame jersey. He said he actually had it there in the stadium, but we only connected in the tunnel before the alumni We're getting introduced at halftime. So I didn't have the opportunity to get it from him at the game. And instead, a few days later, it showed up on my doorstep. So thank you to Leroy Butler. Congratulations again. And then last night, you guys, it showed up on the Jumbotron at Lambeau Field. I had no idea. I got a tweet from one listener who said, I just saw A-Law Radio on the Lambeau Field Jumbotron. And I thought he was joking or maybe mistook someone else for me. Maybe Cameron Diaz was there. Kidding, kidding. Anyway, uh, I thought he was joking. I didn't realize that he actually saw me on the Jumbotron. And and then another listener sent the photo. So I did post it on Twitter, and it's also on our Facebook page (laughs) because I can't get over it. Now, the baby is much cuter, much cuter, uh, but it's really cool that I was able to show off my jersey on the jumbo drawn. So thank you again to Laura Butler and the Packers, their social media team, who decided that people need see. Already, I'm seeing your posts on Facebook. Wait a minute, why are you cheering for the Packers? Hey, it's a signed Hall of Fame jersey. That's why I'm wearing it. Coolest gift I received in 2022. As I said earlier, I only wish I could tell Grammy Helen. If I could tell Grammy, my joy would be complete but I'm glad that people saw it. I hope Leroy sees it. I haven't heard back from him yet, but I'm hoping that he was at the game or that he sees the post on Twitter or on Facebook. We've got one hour to go. It's a Tuesday morning. Good morning to you. Thanks for hanging out with us. After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio.